Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Greetings, Grapple fans, and welcome to uh, what we believe is episode 57 of the uh, Pro Wrestling Index podcast right here on the uh, the AI podcast channel. Uh, Myself, Andy Wales, a host, uh, as usual, uh, here tonight. Unfortunately, uh, Mochatra, my uh, audio tag team partner, can't be with us tonight, but he will be uh, replaced. Um, I, I wouldn't say it was quite the way that you would replace a main event with Jinder Mahal. I, I wouldn't be that cruel. That's the but... harshest <laughs> thing anyone's ever said to me. <laughs> Stepping uh... into the breach for uh, for more is our friend uh, Guy Drinkle. Guy, good evening, and I would never ever suggest you are Guy. You are um, Jinder Mahal. <laughs> Stepping into the main event of SmackDown. Ah, that that never happened. That Andy never. I feel like Xavier Woods for the New Day when he just like has one tag team every like two months. <laughs> it's yeah, uh, that that's that that's that's more apt. Yeah, uh, and certainly a nicer a nicer way to look yeah. at it. I've got the video uh, games. I just don't have the page. <laughs> hey, <laughs> what? Hey, what? What a segue! What a segue! What a link! Uh, yeah. yeah, you have you have the um. It even almost sounds the same as his show, doesn't it? So there you go. Uh, but but well, no, we won't go into uh, videos of um, of female performers on your phone. We won't Total do that. Isn't that bad? <laughs> no, we definitely won't take the conversation <laughs> in that direction. So look, let, let's keep it the pro wrestling in the ring, uh, and uh, by the squ- by the ring, I'm in the squared circle. <laughs> Uh, that, oh, that is quite yeah. enough. <laughs> that is quite enough. Right, we've mentioned it there, Jinder Mahal. Yeah, I mean, look, we can't get into this week's television, Raw SmackDown, without talking about that. What the hell? Jinder Mahal is the number one contender to the WWE Championship, not the Hardcore Title, not the European Championship. The WWE Championship. 
the lineage of uh, the likes of Bret Hart, Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, Triple H, Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, <laughs> John Cena, <laughs> AJ Styles, Randy Orton, the current incumbent, Jinder Mahal, could he really, really join that list? No. <laughs> if he wins, I mean, we might as well just start taking up some wrestling lessons, Andy, because I think there'll be a chance for us all. <laughs> We've just got to find some steroids and uh, just get the vascular look, shall we? <laughs> oh, but no, I don't. it's just terrible. It's just absolutely terrible, isn't it? I know. It'll be quite... If we're going to be kind, it's going to be quite interesting to see if, how they actually make it uh, not absolutely awful. <laughs> but the last feud Randy Orton was in, and it seems to be, it's going to be finishing in the, the next pay-per-view, it was crap. And that was with someone who actually has a character. <laughs> someone who's who's gone from being in the, the three-man band <laughs> to the two-man band to being... Not on, not in the company for what two years, and then he came back just to literally just take the piss out of Heath Slater, and now he's in the WWE Championship match, and it looks like he's going to be ahead of a stable, which is the actual interesting part. Yeah, and this is the guy that got beat as we spoke of pre-pod. This is the guy that got beat by Mojo Rawley. Yes, Mojo Rawley, the guy with the most annoying. Gimmick ever hyped, hyped it's like Zack Ryder yeah. on Rose. yes, it's not good, <laughs> just like yeah. Your, your gimmick is a five year old who's just ate a, a full bag of Harry Balls and drank a massive ice sugar drink and is, is doing three hours at, at the playpen. Yeah, that is not a gimmick to get you over, it's just annoying. And this guy beats Jinder Mahal. <laughs> And so that obviously makes Jinder Mahal the heir to the throne to the WWE Championship. And, and that just, yeah, I, we know it's, look, we, yes, you know, newsflash, we know it's a show, we know it's not real, or bloody, bloody, blah, and all the rest of it. But come on, you know, we, we at least let us suspend disbelief, you know. It's supposed to be an attraction, it's supposed to be entertainment. And come on, really? You know what I mean? Really? It's just like, come on, you know, what are they trying to do with it? It's just... I think if, I've cracked if, it. <laughs> well, I was going to say, is is the, you know, the thought process in this, how cold can we get the WWE Championship? This is how they're finally going to turn Bray Wyatt face. He's going to stop this feud from ever happening <laughs> by winning the title and taking it to Raw. And then a couple of months later, Brock Lesnar's going to turn up on SmackDown. Because that's the only thing that can save it. Because this is going to be one of the worst feuds in the history of that title. Oh, man. But This 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 actually feels worse than when James Ellsworth got a title match. Because yeah, at least with the James Ellsworth, it was intentional comedy. Yeah. And there was no, actually, like, no chance he was going to win. <laughs> like properly whereas with Jinder I mean it, the the things I've seen or these uh, back sheets or whatever they call them 
it just seems that they're trying to market in India because obviously it's a, it's a growing fan base in India and obviously with the Bollywood boys, I mean, they've not really had someone on the uh, main card since Carly, uh, well, we couldn't wrestle in the first place, but he could barely walk by the end, could he? So I think this is just a, a market employ, but a market employee makes money and money makes Vince happy and if Vince is happy, he doesn't care. <laughs> he doesn't care who's got what title. Uh, um, but if they are really serious about trying to make the most of this, how else would you make money than putting a WWE champion um, from in, from India? I, I imagine he'd be the first... Uh, w- Did Carly ever win the WWE, or was he just World Heavyweight? No, I, uh, to be honest, I kind of I <laughs> blocked that area bit. out of my memory. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, it didn't actually happen. <laughs> uh, um, but look, I, I can understand them wanting to tap into that market. Okay, the, there's obviously it's grown in popularity there, and fair enough, you know, yeah, an Indian star. It's you know, it, it is an opportunity. I can I can get all that, but if you want to put him into this kind of avenue, you know, the, the, this kind of shop window, so to speak, that at least build him up, at least spend <laughs> even even a couple of months, at least a couple of months building him up, so it almost it seems anything but the absolute joke that it is. Mm. Uh, and watching it, I mean. You, when when they talked about that, it's going to be, you know, whatever six pack challenge or whatever the hell it was, you know, for a number one contenders match. You're going through the the people who are in the match, and Sami Zayn. I mean, the way that the book Sami Zayn, it's almost like ooh, Sami Zayn feel, feels like a mid carder. Uh, obviously, the way that he's been booked, and he looked like such a doofus over, over his last few weeks in Raw. He really he came across as a as a bit of a well, a geek, really. Yeah. Um, but you looked at the the competitors in the match, and you were like, Jesus, like really? You know, the, this this was more like a, a number one contenders match to get a shot at the US or the Intercontinental Championship. Not even on that. TV. I mean, it should yeah. have been it should have been a match to get a job. <laughs> uh, it's but it, it just doesn't it it didn't have um. Like that showcase, that yeah. uh, marquee feel about it. It didn't feel special at all. Well, if you look uh, at the and... previous week, they had a triple threat match for the U- the US title, which was like, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I'm not well, Barry Corbin's biggest fan, but I mean, no, but look at the competitors in that match yeah. compared to the WWE title. Now, the WWE title has long been, you know, it is it is the showpiece of the company. You know, it's it's the the belt with lineage, and right now the the US title feels a hell of a lot more important than the WWE title. How how does that happen? Well, just just I mean, your point there is just underlined, exclamation pointed by the matches that we're going to have at Backlash. I mean, it's either going to be Kevin Owens or Chris Jericho. It's probably going to be Kevin Owens because we, I think it's well documented that Jericho is leaving for the. Uh, Summer tour with uh, Fozzy or whatever his band's called. So it'll basically be Chris, uh, Kevin Owens versus AJ Styles for the US title at Backlash, which is for the listeners. This is on the twenty-first of May, so that's a whole month of story you get with Jinder Mahal 
versus Randy Orton. Um, so you've got AJ versus KO, and then for the WWE title, you've got Jinder Mahal versus Randy Orton. <laughs> After a month-long build, which is longer than the main event, or shall we say, in quotation marks, the main event of WrestleMania, as it actually has a longer build than that. Deary me. I... Have you ever seen Jinder Mahal have a uh, an entertaining match that wasn't three man band getting like destroyed by like Undertaker and Kane at like Raw One Thousand or something like that? No, exactly. <laughs> you know they, they booked him. They booked him into being a complete joke. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is this is a legacy of their booking uh, that you know they make this mistake over and over again. They book people into oblivion. And then and decide that, that actually, you know what, we could use them, but they, so rather than yeah, but rather than build them and give them time to actually turn people's opinions around, they flip the switch and expect everyone to buy into it immediately, and then wonder why huh, why is no one buying it? And it's it, it's just ah, oh, it they could, the, have had, they could have had more Joe Raleigh, wouldn't it? Oh, please, <laughs> uh, actually, you know that that. That that's probably the only thing that could be worse. I mean, and look, this not a, not a slight on on Jinder Mahal as a performer as such, right? It's just the way he's been booked, the way everyone perceives him to be, mm-hmm. is that it makes him being in the main event for the main title a complete and utter joke. And that's you know that that's the booking, you know, and that's his character and everything else. He he's, he doesn't feel like a main event. He doesn't fe- even feel like a mid carder. He feels like basically a glorified jobber, right a reg- <laughs> week in week out jobber on the show. That's how he feels. Yeah. And if they want him to feel different to that, then they've got to book him differently over a period of time and build the character up. If that's you know if they actually want to do something with him, if not, then it's it's if if they're just using it as bang, we'll pick him up for a month into that match, beat him, and then he goes back into oblivion. That's That in itself is is kind of shoddy way to actually deal with someone. But there's there's a quote on championships that, that comes to mind. And I know um, Triple H has mentioned it a few times in various documentaries, and it's, it's a kind of a cliche thing that's been hanging around the business for a long time. But it's it's not the title that makes the man... It's the man that makes the title, and yep. and it is absolutely true. And you know how how you go from the ta- the championship under on the shoulder of Dean Ambrose or around the waist of Dean Ambrose. Now, <laughs> when you say about you know the the title, the man makes the title, not the other way around. Dean Ambrose, for all the pop he got when he won it. And you were kind of happy for him and thought it was a great opportunity. It didn't work. Mm. He didn't carry himself well. He wasn't a success as a champion. And I think he's having similar struggles with the Intercontinental Championship. It just seems that he needs to do something different because he's a guy that doesn't seem to carry title belts well. But it went to AJ Styles. Now, AJ Styles was a great champion. He really did a lot for that belt and that show. And it felt special. And John Cena had they flipped it around. John Cena had it, and we all know John Cena can carry the title. It's gone to Bray Wyatt, and Bray Wyatt didn't really didn't get the chance, chance did he? No. <laughs> to do much with it. And you know who knows really. 
and it's gone back to to uh, Randy Orton, who his character is vanilla. Let's be honest, as a babyface, his character is very, very vanilla. Since two thousand and twelve. So that belt, that belt right now has gone from being right up there to right, right down there, mm. and now feels <laughs> one of the lowest ebbs I've I've known it. You know, you could go back to remember Jack Swagger being the world's world heavyweight champion. Yeah, at uh, least that, that had that a good was, story surrounding it. <laughs> yeah, but that that was a, that was a lore about like they were trying something. Yeah, they're trying to push that was when people. SmackDown was shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but this is this is SmackDown when it's very good mm. with a with now with a really good roster. But what the hell is happening with that t- with that championship? I don't know what the plan is. I mean, we've we've been over it. I mean, you can build Jinder Mahal. I mean, they've they've kind of screwed off all the cannon fodder over a Raw with Apollo Cruz and uh, Kalisto. He's probably just going to cruise away anyway. But you have, as you say, you have to build him. Whether that's introducing this Bollywood uh, boys gimmick uh, uh, stable, then you just have him beat. Let's use Dolph Ziggler because he's good at putting over people, which is basically his own only role nowadays. If you have a face, Dolph Ziggler, you can put over Jinder Mahal and his stable, and then build him to a mid-card. But just putting him in the deep end like this is just absolute farcical. I mean, it doesn't matter how many times you beat down Randy Orton in the next four weeks, nobody's going to give a toss. I mean, it's not like it's John Cena in his prime. It's not AJ Styles that is beaten down. It's the most vanilla character in on the SmackDown roster. I mean, and the comparison with the, uh, with the um, Ambrose thing is very, very um, on point. I mean, that title was it wasn't as bad i don't think it was in as bad a state as it is now because ambrose kind of gets a reaction and people do seem to care about him whereas now it's just very uh i meh it's that that's the main event is it i couldn't give a toss yes look i mean randy Randy orton is a good worker character yeah yeah He's proven as you know his in-ring work is absolutely proven he gets a reaction but I think he gets more of a reaction as the heel because yeah. that that's what he's seen as really. He, he's that's his that's his most comfortable role because uh, he's he, for for all he he is a character. You just look at him and you think he's a really, digger, don't you? <laughs> yeah, he, he doesn't. Well, he doesn't. He doesn't kind of um, you know ebb. The the charisma. It doesn't really have that charisma factor. It doesn't have like Nakamura, like AJ Styles, uh, like so many others that they just have this, you know, charisma. Certain charisma about them. Nakamura's he, mental, and you know you're yeah. meant to like him. <laughs> yeah. That's the whole point of it. Yeah. So, so you know, for for everything that Randy Orton has, he, that he doesn't have that. That's not his no. game. No. So really, it, it was it was for me. It was ideal. Coming back into the, you know, they're going to revive this whole Wyatt Orton rivalry. It really needed to be flipped over the roles. At least it would have got a lot more of reaction. Instead, yeah. it was cold, it was hokey, it was crap, and people didn't care. And the championship then was almost meaningless on the WrestleMania card. Mm. It's now moved on to an even lower ebb where people really don't care. To, I mean, 
even after Jinder Mahal becomes number one, out comes Randy Orton, and Randy Orton almost turns his back on him and starts yeah. talking about someone else. And it's like, hello, <laughs> you know, this is this is just how seriously you're taking your number one contender, who's you know sort of one yard away from you in the ring. You turned your back on him, and you're looking at the screen talking about somebody else. Uh, yeah. It's just, it's I think it's I think it's a really Poor move, a re- you know, a big mistake, and it's and it's a real shame because otherwise, you know, everything else on that show, uh, for me, is great. Uh, SmackDown, you know, that they've got so much going for it now that the roster is deeper. It's got, it's certainly, you know, it's it's got more depth to it. It's even got a bit more on the tag team side now. Charlotte reinvigorates the women's side of it in two hours. It's absolutely perfect. There's so much yeah. there for two hours. It's a great show. It's fun. It's enjoyable. There's lots of stuff in the ring. It's a great two hours. The mid card is just—it's going to be the mid card special now. But yeah, everything else is everything else is on the up, and the main thing is just on the down because, as you said, even the tag teams on the up because not even just the shining stars who are now getting referred to as the Colognes, apart from the. Uh, <laughs> apart from the ring gear <laughs> which I don't think they could be asked to make some new ones because it had the shining stars on um, they, they, they're going to try and make them more interesting the Bollywood boys obviously you, they didn't really do much in the Cruiserweight Classic but obviously they've came with a reputation so they must they must be able to wrestle because one they wouldn't, be, wouldn't have been in that tournament and I'm pretty sure they've been on NXT separately on the odd yeah, they, they've been on there. Look, they, they, those guys have got charisma. They've got moves. Yeah, yeah, they they can they can do it in the ring. They're it's good extra to watch. numbers. It's extra numbers for a, 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 yes, tag, a yeah. division that needs it, yeah. isn't it? And even like you say, they're the Colognes, you know, the shining stars, the Primo and Epico, whatever they're going to be called. They see that at least they're packaging as packaging them as being more serious, which is what they needed. You know, not timeshare salesmen, making them serious. That's mm. because those guys can go in the ring. So make them serious. And it just and there we are. Instantly, you've got another team that actually means something. And yeah, and yeah you know, within two weeks, the tag team roster in, in SmackDown feels better. The women's division feels better. The men's roster is deeper. I mean, you know, you're talking about the US title there. You know, as it's the mid card title. Well, the mid card is the main event on that show now. You know, mm. they are the big players. The biggest players, the biggest stars, the biggest reactions, the best matches are coming from the guys who are now battling over the US title, not the main one. Yeah. So it's 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 a it's it's a it's a shame because it's a blip on an otherwise really really good show. It's a huge missed opportunity as well because after the fast that Bray vs Orton was at WrestleMania, I mean that was probably the big the big dark spot on what was a very good WrestleMania. I mean, that, I don't think anyone went in with any expectations of uh, that match. And it proved to be actually worse than what people expected, uh, especially with all that crap gimmicky ring stuff. Um, and to regain some confidence in that uh, title, it needed, it needed a name. I'm not saying put Nakamura in there because you don't want... Um, someone just coming up from NXT literally to just try and breathe some warmth into the 
coldest title in the in the uh, company at the moment. But it could have been, it should have been AJ. I mean, you have you have the written stuff. If you're going to use the six pack challenge as a reference, you have the ready made story with Luke Harper, who's getting reaction. And at the very least, as shown by their match at Elimination Chamber, whether it's going to be Bray or or I don't know why Bray's on Raw anyway. He should have been. He should have stayed on SmackDown. Um, whether it's gonna, whether it was Bray or Randy, you know Luke Harper's got a story, and have had, and have had proven matches on the night before WrestleMania and um, Elimination Chamber. So you know there's going to be a match there. You know there's going to be a story there, and you know people will be relatively interested because it, the story writes itself, and it can only get more impactful and and uh, more meaningful. But yeah, uh, SmackDown is. I wouldn't say it's perfect because we're in the women's division. I mean. Pete, Pete, I think Charlotte got a bit stale on Raw. <laughs> I can see that happening again. Um, but yeah, every, every, it, it, for the time being, SmackDown is is just perfect. Apart from what is meant to be the main, the main thing. That, well, that I think that's why SmackDown got it to just try and put some prestige into SmackDown. And, and now it's just an anchor to SmackDown, isn't it? But yeah, <laughs> hopefully, <laughs> hopefully we talk about happier things because the. It's just a bit farcical, isn't it? I mean, there's not, yeah. there's not much, no other way you can really describe it. I mean, and I thought that I thought that's a, that's a good point there about Luke Harper. Yeah, there's there's a ready-made story there, and above all else, uh, and like you mentioned as well, yeah, he does garner a reaction. But above all else, the guy can go in the ring, and I think he's been pretty much undervalued as to and what he can actually hell do. Now. <laughs> You know, he he's he can go. He yeah. he can really go. He's got he's got something about him, mm. and and that would be then to you know going back and forth over the next four weeks would actually be fun. At yeah. least it would be enjoyable, and it would be in some way believable. And like you say, it's got the story and everything Wait. behind it. It it makes more sense. Thing is, if you kept Bray on that. If you kept Bray on SmackDown, you could have just made it a triple threat match, like it probably should have been at WrestleMania. <laughs> it would have been such a, it would have been something that we've not seen before, because I've, I've, as I said, they've already seen the single matches between whoever, and it it could have just been a lot funner. I mean, if you if you've got a stale match, like if we go back to WrestleMania where Daniel Bryan stole the show, there was a crap main event with Orton versus Batista, and they needed to put Daniel Bryan in because one, he was going to steal the show with fan reaction, and two, it made it a better match. I mean, that's how you fix a stale feud, is you add someone else in. And that's what Luke Harper could have been perfect for. If it wasn't WrestleMania, it could have been Backlash. And now they've tied the hands with this crappy House of Horrors gimmick. Bray's on Raw, and he can't. He's not. He's not been on either show apart from videos. <laughs> it's just stupid. Yeah, see, see, I can understand taking Bray Wyatt across the Raw because he's more about the character than it is about the mm. in-ring product. So. Yeah, and maybe it's a chance to do something different with his character because I think that is needed, mm. and Raw's really the home for that. And and that's this whole thing where this pay per view, you know, week Sunday, is almost um, an an inconvenience to yeah. storylines. You know, it it feels like maybe they should have just waited, done the whole shake up thing after then, yeah. because this does this pay per view does feel as though it's you know. That was planned, and the shake-ups kind of been jumped forward to, you know, to keep the interest going on the TV side of it. 
because th- this pay-per-view doesn't feel right now it doesn't feel marquee it doesn't feel like it, it's going to mean anything mm. and we don't you and that and that is you know that is a shame i mean you look at you're know, flipping it over to raw what will be what will be a match that I'll certainly look forward to is Cesaro and Sheamus against the Hardys. Oh, yeah. I, I am quite looking forward to that. We, I mean, we spoke this previously before, uh, briefly before we came on air about uh, the whole, you know, the way that they they're already building this up. It's it's been a little bit underwhelming to say the least. Mm. You know, the Jeff Hardy versus Cesaro, Jeff Hardy going over clean. Um, and and a handshake between the two afterwards. Um, I, I'm personally I'm hoping they find a way of hotting this up, and this is just the calm before the storm. Because I think if they if they inject something into this, this could be a hell of a, a feud rather than just a one-off match. Mm. But I don't even think you need to make it a heel versus face because I think all of them. Obviously, Hardy's a hugely popular because what they did previously in the company and you're not going to turn them heel because it'd be stupid but I don't even think you need to turn Cesaro and Sheamus heel just make them have a brawl and just make Sheamus, just make Cesaro surprisingly attack well it was a missed opportunity on Raw there I mean we talked before we started recording that you could just have Cesaro just European uppercut um, Jeff or Matt whoever he shaked hands with and then you just hear Sheamus just go hell yeah and just and then just broad kick him. It'd be funny, and it probably wouldn't turn them face. I mean, it probably would with um, kids and stuff, but in terms of the smart fans or the older fans, it's, it's good. it'd just make it a more intriguing feud. I mean, I think we all know the Hardys versus Cesaro and Sheamus is going to be one hell of a match, and it's probably going to be one that potentially steals the show, like the tag team match did at um, Mania. But yeah, in terms of character... Uh, or the the feud building, it's not really been great, but I mean we've only got to suffer through one more raw, haven't we? Before their match, and the, then then it comes to the good stuff. <laughs> so, let's shall we say through raw. It's yeah. three hours long. I mean <clears throat> that that is the thing. Well, that's it. You know, look, the contrast between the two shows. You know, SmackDown is two hours. It has the advantage over Raw in that it's two hours and not three, but it it just flows nicely. SmackDown, mm. whereas Raw seems to really drag. There seems to be just too many segments. You can just see where the filler is, can't you? Yeah, there's around two hours of filler, Mm. and that is the problem, really. And it's it's such a shame with some of the people that are on there because you think that's a great tag division that they've got on there. You know, Mm. they've got a really good tag division on there. Other than Samoa Joe and the tag division, there's nothing that really draws me into watching Raw. There's nothing that makes me really want to tune in. Even the mid cards titled, as we said with Ambrose with the Intercontinental. It, it, I hope. I don't care I about it. I know you're. I know you're not a big fan of the Miz, but I imagine you're rooting for the Miz to win that and try and fix it like you did. Well, on SmackDown. in all honesty, this is the thing. See, in all honesty, I I honestly couldn't care. I I couldn't care. Well, I I just couldn't care less either way. Yeah. Whether uh, whether Ambrose keeps it or the Miz gets it, I really couldn't care less. That's how I feel with both of their characters. Mm. I'm not really that interested. You know the 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 Miz is good at what he does, but it doesn't really interest me. It doesn't draw me in. It doesn't make me want to watch. I just appreciate the fact that he's good at delivering a scripted promo. 
It but doesn't other help than he that, was just coming off a loss to John Cena in probably the most <laughs> pointless match in WrestleMania yeah, history, uh, yeah, where we all knew what was going to happen afterwards. Yeah. Uh, and Ambrose coming off yet another cold feud, and this is yeah, sure. <laughs> the, the guy is ice cold and he's in desperate need of some sort of a character change. He really, really is. Well, what about uh, Braun Strowman then on Raw? Because I mean, I mean, me and Maul were, were laughing last week at the the whole ridiculousness of of his attack on Roman oh. Reigns. I, I mean, it was personally, I, I more than anything. I enjoyed the fan reaction and the different chants, the different ways they had to show their disliking for, for Roman Reigns, you know, from cheering to thank you, Roman, you deserved it. <laughs> it, it thank you, Strowman, sorry. Uh, yeah. yeah. It, it, I just loved that. I, that really cracked me up, the, the reactions. It, it was Some of it was plain, plain ridiculous, the turning <laughs> the ambulance over, which was clearly, you know, rigged. The whole thing of pushing the gurney off the top, and then you come to it, and it's in a different position. It was, it was a bit too silly. I mean, yeah. it was fun, but it was a bit too silly. Um, but I did like this week. Um, they announced that Roman Reigns won't be there, and it got the biggest cheer of the night. <laughs> oh, it was. Um... Well, just touching on last week, I mean, last week was just, I mean, that's what wrestling is about, I mean, people say it's childish, and that is childish, that last week was childish, but it was just fun, I and mean, that's what it's meant to be, I mean, I'm not, you're not going to sit there believing that he's just lifted up a fucking ambulance, it's, uh, I mean, you've seen it in the past where you've got, like, Big Show picking up cars and stuff like that, it's like, eh, it's pretty big, it's only a small car, but it's an ambulance, you're like, yeah, it's not that strong. <laughs> but this week was... I think this week was funnier, because it, it was just like... Uh, it's like what they try to do with like Kane and Undertaker back in um, Attitude Area Way. He was just in literally every segment, just beating the crap out of people. Yeah, you right as backstage. Yeah. Hey, um, who did we get over from SmackDown? <laughs> oh, Kalisto. Hey, let's Braun Strowman. Let Braun Strowman beat him up. Uh, anyone else that came across? Um, uh, that Apollo guy, Apollo Creed. No, no, I'm sure he's called someone Apollo Cruz. That's it. Yeah, let him beat him up. It's just, is there anyone else from SmackDown that came across? Oh, it, yeah, it was, it was kind of funny. And then yeah. I've, I've got to say the bit at the end, I could see it coming a mile yeah. off. Yeah. As soon as they did the first tease of doing a superplex, I thought, oh, they've get, they've gimmicked the ring ready for the whole um, Brock Lesnar Big Show thing yeah. again that they did years ago on SmackDown. Which was great because it was it was unique at the time and first time anyone had seen it. I was like, oh, they're doing that again, aren't they? They're gonna do it again. And yeah, five minutes later, <laughs> they did it. What kind of what kind of gave it away from me apart from looking on Twitter and then people were talking about it, it was like they didn't have like the LED um, ring post anymore like they do on SmackDown and on previous Raws. It's like that's a bit weird. <laughs> it was just like. Yeah, that's why. That's why they're gonna blow up the ring and try and murder the referee, who I'm sure has probably got a concussion, cause he went about ten feet. <laughs> he hilarious. took the biggest bump of all. He, he took the best bump. That was, that was. He went. That was fantastic as well. It was. I mean, it looks kind of spectacular, and yeah, it gets a reaction, it's for but the kids, it's like, isn't it? it's yeah, it's like, oh, you know, you've you've done it before. 
and it, at least that time it felt yeah it, I, and it was done in a way that looked like it you know it could you could suspend disbelief and think did that actually happen you know was mm. did was that done on purpose or did they literally break the ring you know <laughs> are you thinking you you know at least you could you could yeah. think hmm i wonder i wonder whereas yeah. this is like you know you know mm. full well that they have loosened off a few bits here and there yeah. in preparation for this move and and yeah it's <sighs> i mean as a kid for me I was growing up probably in the ruthless aggression era when you had SmackDown as its own thing, and one of the best memories from that is the ring, the original ring explosion with Brock and Big Show. I mean, that is, I think that's one of the more famous SmackDown segments ever. I mean, you think of SmackDown, you think of the big fist, and then you think of the ring explosion, don't you? It's well, that's um, what I mean. That at least that that felt mm. like it might, you know, that could mm. that maybe maybe that did happen mm-hmm. you know that just actually happened rather than they set it up you know that that was obviously they will have set it up but yeah, it yeah. was done in a way that you could at least go hmm i wonder mm. and that was that that's when i think the wrestling is at its best is when you, you look and you think now i know that this is you know this is predetermined but was he meant to do that you know was that meant I to happen i don't think the ref was meant did, to go that far you know, yeah, things like you know did wow did he actually make contact? Mm, you know, yeah. things like, oh, I think he just hurt himself there. Did, you know, is that a legit injury? When you are questioning, even though you know that it's predetermined, when you are asking yourself them questions, that's when I feel like wrestling's at its best. And that's and that's the whole fun of it, is being able to suspend disbelief and just enjoy it for entertainment. But when it gets too silly and too predictable, that's when I'm watching thinking... Oh yeah, I you know I don't I don't really want anyone to know that I'm watching this. <laughs> <laughs> well, try 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 watching it in the front room, and then your dad walks us in, and Tyler breezes on TV. That doesn't help. Well, <laughs> uh, yeah, for me the rig explosion. I mean, just a bit. I mean, for for people who watched it and know know that it's um, just a big pantomime. I mean, you know what was going to happen, but oh, I, I hope that is just just memories for kids, really. I mean, it, it'll be something that sticks out, and I think it'll be more memorable than the Mark Henry uh, Big Show one. But yeah, for for us, it's a bit like, yeah, we knew that was coming, but oh well. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's uh, the whole Roman Reigns thing is just a bit it's just funny and but I, I I love the fact that this is just getting brawn over even though he's just beating up someone that's meant to be the most popular guy in the company it's just brilliant and brawn is surprisingly good when you thought that he'd literally just murder people like Mojo Rawley and uh, Jinder Mahal style but yeah brawn I think brawn is a potential main eventer and like not Undertaker but possibly in the new Kane where he he can slip him in whenever but he just fills a role as as the monster. Yeah, I, I've got to say, I've been really impressed with Braun over the past six to twelve months. Um, I th- I thought last year, going you know in that run up to WrestleMania, mm. and there was rumours of potentially it being Braun Strowman against Undertaker last year. I was thinking, <laughs> oh my god, please no! He's so green, it's ridiculous. He can he can barely do a body slam. You know, he, he 
he could he, he almost couldn't do anything. He is he has moved on so quickly. I mean, he's not smooth or, you know, I'm not saying he's a great worker yet or anything, you know, anything like that, but he is, he has improved so, so much and and he just seems to get it. And mm. he does have star quality about him. And I, I think if they continue to, you know, protect him, protect his, his mystique to us, you know, to a, to a level in the way that they protected the undertaker in his first two, three mm. years. I, I think they could long-term have, uh, you know, a really big character with longevity, but again, it, it's down to, you know, how do they look after his character and how do they book him so that, he, you know, he doesn't necessarily avoid losing or anything like that. But if he does lose, it's done in a way that, you know, you're not suddenly making him look like he's just another guy that everybody else can be. You know, you keep him that monster, but doesn't necessarily go straight through and win the titles. And that's that's the challenge for them. And and I kind of worry that they're not necessarily capable <laughs> of of meeting that challenge. I mean, they screw up every character eventually, don't they? I mean, the only one that kind of got protected for an age is Undertaker. Because <laughs> it had, yeah, a, it was, a, he was. But that's to say, you know, yeah. you're going back. You know, he joined the company in 1990, and I, I remember him joining. I remember mm. watching Survivor Series when he when he debuted. Didn't know anything about him, and it was that wow factor. As a kid, you were like, wow, because mm. he was awesome. He was huge, and he was so agile going on the top rope. It was just like, whoa, what the hell? He was. It 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 was just. It, Phenomenal! He was awesome as as a kid. He was he was awe inspiring at that time, mm. and it was you know they protected him so so well as a monster for his first few years that it almost cemented his character. And then they just the way he was able to keep reinventing himself and developing himself, he was so over and so good by then that you know that was him. It that was him for good. Mm. So. I think that you know they've shown in the past they can do it. I just wonder with the people yeah. in their it'll... positions right now, will they make those kind of decisions? And the fact that you know you go back then when the Undertaker came in, it was a different industry. Mm. Uh, they weren't oversaturated like they are now. They're on our screens, you know, five hours a week. Or if you're gonna, you know, Braun Strowman, okay, he's on a show three hours a week. You know that three hours, three hours of live television every week. You know, you go back to the early nineties, and that wasn't the case. You know, Raw didn't come until mid nineties. Yeah. So it was easier to to not oversaturate someone on TV in the way that they do now. Yeah, I mean, I mean, as I said, I didn't really watch till the uh, uh, ruthless aggression era, and. Obviously, the comparison with The Undertaker is that he came in on an age where it was more classical. It was still, it was still like, had vocational gimmicks where you had, like, the, uh, uh, you had Big Boss Man. You Duke had, the Dumpster Drossy. Yes, and you had the, what was the, what was uh, Bray Wyatt's dad called? Oh, what was the, the accountant guy? Bray oh, Wyatt. Oh, IRS. IRS, that's him. Obviously had that, and then Undertaker was kind of that, and then he's, as you said, he kind of just grew through the ages, and obviously, obviously it helped 
Um, having the attitude to cement this demonic character, obviously you had uh, him crucifying people. You had the oh, what was the the, he was the American badass as well? Yeah, what what was his uh, stable called? The Brood? Oh, it was. no, 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 that was uh, Gangrel. The oh, Christian. Engine, yeah, it oh. was. Um, oh, now you're talking. <laughs> now, <laughs> now I suddenly can't remember. But he had the um, the acolytes, which became APA, yeah. uh, and and others. You know the he did the ministry. That was it. Ministry, he had the ministry, the and then he had the 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 uh, corporation, corporation Vince's stable. Yeah. It came together to become the corporate ministry. Yeah, well, that was that was the era of stables. But yes. yeah, he went. I mean, yeah, the Undertaker went through various different phases, and. I came through them all, and to become a guy that probably put himself more over. I know he kind of kept moved back into the dead man gimmick, but he presented it differently uh, in that he was more like a legit fighter in it, in the way he approached it. And mm. he's just smart, a really smart guy. And and I I get the feeling that Braun Strowman gets, you know, gets the business, gets his place, gets what he could possibly achieve here. So yeah, I, I wasn't I wasn't immediately struck by him, but I've got to say really over the last six months or so I've been particularly impressed with him. It's and, the one thing Raw's done really, really well. Yes. Build him. Uh, yeah. the rest of it's been a bit meh, but Braun Strowman's just he's the one highlight of what they did with the original draft. Um, on Raw's side, and yeah. yeah, it's it's just it's just worked. And if he's not going to be main event, he's going to be that utility character who can be a threat to any person at any time. Oh, he's, he's I think he's got main event at some point. Mm. He's definitely so. got that in him. So. Um, but what what about the women's championship then? The the whole the women's division on Raw. Where where won Alexa Bliss? <laughs> yeah, uh, I can't even remember. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's not the greatest, is it? I mean, Bailey has Bailey been on TV? <laughs> in, yeah, uh... she's on TV. She she walks around the back hugging people. Ah, uh, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, they, the they one. just they, again. Yeah, they've screwed. Uh, they feel ones. like they've kind of missed an opportunity with her because yep. they had the they had the chance to to make it seem really exciting. You know what they did in NXT was per was absolutely perfect. People were caring about her, so they had a, you know, they had an injury angle with her. They had to lose big matches, uh, you know, and it made it seem as though, although people loved her and she was the underdog, she kept coming up short. Uh, and it was that the whole heel thing was onto her, you know, look, you know, you're the plucky underdog and people love you, blah blah blah, and this is your dream. But you're not at my level, you know. You can't, you can't get it done when it really matters. You can't get it done. You can't win the big one. And then when she actually wins it, it's huge and it gets a great reaction. And they just, they, they hot shotted it. You know, that was her winning the title was a WrestleMania moment, and they did it too soon. They had everything set in place. The whole Charlotte gimmick of not losing the pay-per-views yeah. it was all there and they hot-shotted it and, and they just what should have been a, a really big Wrestlemania moment was ended up being meaningless and it's almost to the point now it's Bailey's. she's a great performer, she's a great wrestler and it, and I just feel like oh, it's such a shame because 
the characters kind of I think drifted and sort of it needs something different and I don't think it's Alexa Bliss is gonna no. really no. provide anything different. Um Mickey James is a great performer and she's kind of I think feels like she's kind of drifting a little bit. There's no story there. What the waiting, what we're really waiting for here is is the heel turn of Sasha. Of yeah. Sasha and then we can have the classic Sasha Bailey matches. And but it needs to be Sasha winning the title. That that's what it needs to be straight away. Have a match and Sasha wins the title. And that's for Not me is the thing, Yeah, that's that's the gonna be the thing that for me reinvigorates the that Raw Women's Championship at the moment it is is Sasha turning and winning the title and it, being that heel character again. Yeah, I, I fully agree. I mean I think the Alexa Bliss thing it, it's unfortunate for Alexa, but I think it's just going to be a time filler till SummerSlam. Because um, probably, they'll probably be saving that for the big show of the summer. Um, but yeah, it, it's it, it's dead at the moment. And I think if I remember correctly, before Bailey became what she was on NXT, she had a feud with Emma about being a fan favourite, because Emma had turned heel at that point. And I think that kind of worked. Because um, obviously when Emma first came up to the main roster she kind of just laughed at and it didn't translate across to the main stage and it kind of helped with her development because Emma's a good wrestler and stuff like that but she she didn't really have that on the main roster I mean you couldn't obviously you had the page situation she wasn't there um, so you couldn't really have a feud there Sasha was feuding with Charlotte so you couldn't put her in there Dana Brooke is pointless um, Emma was injured so there was nothing there was nothing there and you weren't gonna feed Nia Jax to Bailey that soon because well they've already like ruined her she's lost every <laughs> she's lost every big match of her career um on both NXT and uh, the main roster but there was no there was no middle um feud for Bailey so she's kind of just been said she's here she's won she's still champion if we asked you if you asked you and you've missed an episode of Raw, you probably would forget who the women's champion was. But yeah, it, it, it needs the feud, and it needs a big moment at a pay-per-view to breathe back life in, in, into the uh, division. And I think that is Sasha winning at uh, SummerSlam after a really good match, and as a heel champion. And then you can... then I don't think you re, you need to rebuild Bailey, but you need to remodel um, her chase of a championship, and you need to kind of not make Sasha a joke by winning at Raw then losing at a pay-per-view. You need to have Sasha just being an actual champion like she was on NXT. I know it's a different format and everything, but yeah, you you just need to build build more than one character, and that's what Charlotte was. She was the only one who had a character built on uh, Raw. And, yeah. Uh, you need to do I, it with more people. I think there's there's definitely something in that, and, and if what they're doing is, you know, Alexa is a placeholder until the summer... And and they will do this Sasha turn. Then that's fine. It does it does make sense. Mm. And, and I, as long as it's not too soon. And I that's what I would worry is they would do the turn too soon, mm. and and we'd have a match in between before we get there, mm. rather than doing it maybe a couple of weeks beforehand, and and, and it being you know still being really hot and meaningful when they come out with SummerSlam, and and it being a huge match, and. And then it's what what Sasha would really need is baby faces to be beaten. She would mm. need baby faces to take them on to beat them, 
And and I think as well is what Bailey would need is to then basically lose to everybody. Go mm. through a period of just losing week after week because she's such a she's a character that people care about. As long as it's not too long, they can do that. And so she's down, and that's her story. Then, then it is the Bailey story of building her back up. She's then then got to earn her way back to the very top, and that's that is the uh, that is that's the potential, you know, of, of really telling that Bailey, Bailey story the way it should have been told the first time around. Yeah. It's just a shame they don't have the numbers to actually do that because well, they have like they have this, like two yeah. meaningful well, other that, people that's the and thing, they're both yeah, heels. That is, <laughs> that is the real shame in this is that what should it should really have been just one women's roster, one very strong unified women's roster on Raw, and then you could have had so many different permutations, kept yeah. everybody fresh because they would have different people to work with. And it, it, I just think it would have been for the long term for the women. It would have, it would have been better for them. And then you build them up to the point where where you do start to have more women coming into the company, more building up, you know, more performers to pick from. Then you can split the division when you've got the numbers. But at the moment, I don't feel that like they've got the numbers to have two mm-hmm. viable rosters. And I've always said that, and it is a real shame because it's that they've got they've got plenty of really some really top class female performers but because there aren't enough it starts to feel stale because yeah. you're just seeing them the same people fight week in week out and it loses the the, the, the that kind of special feel that it should have and then they need that the woman's thing. tournament so and, and they could have, yeah they could have they could have been a big part of raw as well you know with one big roster could have been a really big part of yeah. Raw, but never mind. Not to me. One day. <laughs> <laughs> so, so real. I mean, you know, we're, we're talking there, we're talking Raw, SmackDown, but essentially, do we really believe, just to go back to where we started, do we really believe that Jinder Mahal could actually become the champion. Do you think they might kind of swerve everyone because simply because nobody thinks it'll happen and that it's just a joke? If it happens, I I, I don't know what I'll feel. <laughs> I mean, they've got four weeks to make it um, legi- legitimate. But as they say, in um, as they say, anything can happen. It's all showbiz. But yeah, I mean, there, there are rumors. There, there are rumors that he's been impressing people backstage. I mean, his ability to uh, to hand out concussions is um... fucking Mike Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> Boom! Look at the way cost that guy. That was fantastic. Uh, Who was it? Oh, it's just you know someone who's a huge star and sells uh, lots of merchandise. Just Excellent. Then Finn. Uh... Yeah. Look at the veins. They look like they're going <laughs> to pop out of his body. That's so impressive. And it's... it looks 100% all natural. Ah, it's not disgusting in any sense of the word. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, but he can't win. I mean, if he gets a better opportunity of being a champion than Bray Wyatt, I mean, Bray Wyatt should just leave and just, just 
just go to the indie, the independent circuit and try and do what Matt Hardy did. I mean, if, if Jinder Mahal gets a better run than Bray Wyatt, it's, I know Bray Wyatt's not everyone's cup of tea, but Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah, the, the title, the title of this podcast has to be Jinder Mahal, Jinder Juice, Jinder Juice. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, so I'll write. I'll be well. Seeing as I'm editing, that's what it'll be called. <laughs> that needs its own theme song. It, it does. Jinder Juice. That's um, definitely no, something no. that that should definitely be like a sequel to that WWE camp where it was just a cartoon. Jinder Juice. Yeah, where the yeah, they're, they're all taking <laughs> ketamine drugs, taking steroids, and working out in the gym. Yeah. That's yeah. a great cartoon idea, yeah. Welcome to, oh welcome to Jinder Mahal's workout video. <laughs> oh, they're going to shut us down. <laughs> so, anyway, right. Uh, that's, uh, I think that's, that's us just about out of time for this week. So uh, before we ride into the sunset, anything to uh, to plug from your good self? Um, oh, probably just in time. Uh, fantasy football, if, you, if you're wondering... What I did for this week, I mean, this will be released on the Friday, so you probably won't. You'll only have the one day to make changes, but yeah, uh, I'm on that. I'm on that most weeks. So yeah, if you like fantasy football, I'll be doing probably on a pod each week. And Andy, we forgot to mention that the revival is screwed at the moment. <laughs> yeah, that that is that is a shame. I them out of out of the picture for. Uh, for the next, what is it? So eight weeks, I think. Eight, eight weeks, yeah. That, that, that's a real shame, but I trust they'll come back. It'll probably do them good in a way because it gets a chance for some mm. of these other feuds to to get done and dusted, and they can come in and feel nice and fresh again. So they don't back get time for some lost in the shuffle. No big damage done, is it? Yeah. So, so, uh, so that's it then. Uh, for everyone, go go listen to the uh, the fantasy football pod. If you're that way inclined, and, and the other hundred. <laughs> yeah. Well, guy, I have to thank you uh, again. Not only has been the uh, the man behind the show, the you know the hidden star week in week out, but for uh, stepping into the breach and filling in for our good friend Mochatra, who will be back with us next week. Uh, don't worry about that; he will be back. But that wraps up uh, this episode 57, I believe it is, and we didn't even have a party for 50. But as we get closer, <laughs> if I can keep count of all these episodes, and, and I will start to try and do that, once we get close to it, I'm sure we can come up with something special for episode 100. Um, we'll we'll see what we can come up with closer to the time. But, Bring uh, all the legends out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think they'll talk to us. <laughs> <laughs> we'll no, get Jack Swagger on this fucking podcast. Yeah, especially, <laughs> especially not after tonight. Uh, but yeah, any, anyway, so yeah, that's that's it for for this week. Uh, like you say, more should be back with us next week. Uh, and don't forget, you can keep in touch with the show on Twitter at pw underscore index. Uh, so uh, again, my thanks to uh, to Guy Drinkle for uh, for filling in and stepping in for more tonight. Uh, it's been a fun chat. Uh, our thanks to all of you, the listeners, for listening to the show, getting involved with us as you do, and, of course, hitting that download button. But until next week, from me, Andy Wales, it's bye-bye now.
Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash boast. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hulu.